Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. WRKS Pickens Jackson. It's all coming back from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. And there it comes again. Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. What is that? What is that? The Zone. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio. Blake Scott filling in for the incomparable one. Bo Bounds stepping out. Got to take care of that knee over there at Mississippi Sports Medicine. If you need knee surgery, shoulder, I, I had my shoulder done by Dr. Larry Field. Good crew at Mississippi Sports Medicine. They can take care of you. You know They take care of elite athletes like Bo and myself. That means they can take care of you as well. Out of Bounds, hour number two, live in the Bank Plus studio. Excited to have you alongside with us. Listening locally or streaming the show worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. That's right, the OOB radio app, free to download, free to use. Keep you in touch with the best SEC, NFL, college baseball, college basketball, anything in between discussions you could have. That's all on the Out of Bounds radio app. Excited to be here with you today. We're talking a little SEC football in the first hour. Of course, it's an SEC baseball weekend. We've got the Dogs and the Rebs on the road this weekend. Ole Miss at Kentucky. That first pitch is at 5.30 tonight on the SEC Network Plus. So you're going to have to watch that one online. SEC Network Plus for the Rebs and the Wildcats at 5.30. And then at 6 o'clock. You've got Mississippi State on the road against Arkansas. We talked about the Demons. The Hogs have absolutely dominated Mississippi State in the regular season of late. But Dogs have the trophy. Hogs have not a thing. <laughs> Tough. RIP Arkansas baseball. No, I'm just kidding. Dave Van Horn, fantastic head coach. It'll be a big-time battle between he and Chris Lamonis. Look. 
Chris is earning. You thought you thought he earned that paycheck with last year's performance and actually winning the trophy. Look, this year, this is where you earn your money. It's not the good years where you've got the players and you can kind of let them go out and do their thing. I mean, you still have to coach and manage, and, and it's still incredibly difficult. But you make the money when you take the years where things are going wrong and you're able to salvage it and get it back on track and get the ship running in the right direction. That's where you make the money. And so we'll see what Chris Lamonis has in store for Dave Van Horn and the Arkansas Razorbacks tonight at 6. That game is on SEC Network tonight, so you can watch that one on the main TV. You have the Rebs and the Cats pulled up on the computer. You can just have those both there. Yeah, I, I use the Roku. Got two TVs going, so I can have both games anytime I need to. Have March Madness pulled up. How, however you got to do it, you got to be prepared when it's... Uh, when it's the heart of SEC baseball season, you got to have it locked and loaded. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Fleetway Market. Fuel up at Fleetway when you're on the road to see the dogs and the Rebs or you're headed to the lake house. Maybe you're getting a little uh, fishing done. You're going to go to uh, go take the kids out on the tube, whatever it might be. You're just bebopping around town getting things done. you got to check out Fleetway Market. And the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt, that's right, Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt, fantastic lunch spot. They've got homemade Southern classics, fried chicken, ribs, mac and cheese, baked beans, green beans, all the good stuff. And, of course, they've got a great selection of craft beer at all the Fleetway Markets. 22 locations in the metro area to serve you Fleetway Market fuel up with Fleetway. We were talking SEC football stadiums in the first hour. And, you know, I've been checking off the bucket list. This was kind of one of the things my dad and I had been doing uh, since I got out of college. And we had we had traveled and seen a lot of the different stadiums and great games. You know, one of the places we didn't mention when we were talking about this is the neutral site game, the cocktail party. Florida, Georgia in Jacksonville. So my dad and I went to that a couple, I guess, let's see, I guess it was the year before COVID, right? So 2019 is when we went, I I think. Because we didn't go in 20. And yeah, there were no masks. So yeah, it must have been 19. So we went to the cocktail party and it was awesome. I mean, the tailgating is, it's a, Great combination of NFL and college, right? So it's college tailgating in the style of like the way people are partying and having fun, but it's NFL style in that it just surrounds this giant NFL stadium in Jacksonville where the Jaguars play. And so you've got this cool setup where every other parking lot is Florida, Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida, Florida, you know, and so it, it creates this incredible atmosphere and the, the, Stadium is split half had half and half down the middle, and it's just really cool. The the tailgating and game day atmosphere is amazing. The actual stadium atmosphere is really cool with the two different sides being split basically right down the middle. And then of course Jacksonville in and of itself is a fun little town. Now I know it's different; it's not your typical college town, so I'm not quite the same. But if you're thinking about road trips, man. Cocktail party is super, super cool. Really fun event. Just a unique event. I can't wait to go. This is another one Dad and I had been talking about going to was the Red River Shootout. 
Texas-Oklahoma. You know, that'll be an SEC game coming up in another year or two. So Texas-Oklahoma now going to have another cool neutral site conference matchup as Texas and the Sooners match up in Dallas for the Red River Shootout. Well, now they call it the Red River Rivalry, but growing up it was the Red River Shootout. I think that one will be a really cool experience. I've been to LSU. Great atmosphere. Game day is super fun. Whether you're cheering for the Tigers or cheering for someone else, it's a really fun experience. I will say there's something to be said about this, and I've I've said this before to other people. If you can go to a not like a road team's stadium when it's not your team playing them, and just for that one day embrace being a part of the quote unquote home team, right? So you're an Ole Miss fan, you're a state fan. When the dogs or the Rebs go to LSU, you're gonna cheer for your team. Get that. Fine. Awesome. Cool. Whatever. And some of you are going to be like, well, I could never go and cheer for LSU or for Alabama or for Auburn or whatever. All right. That's fine. Cool. You're, you're too cool for school and that's fine. Whatever. Okay. I'm an adult and I can do adult things. If you go to A&M, you go to Alabama, you go to Auburn, you go to LSU, you go to these other places and you just embrace their culture and ex- experience their game day. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. Who ca- at the end of the day, it's just sports. It's football, right? For one day, it you can you can have fun. You, it doesn't matter. And so I just think it's really cool to go and experience both as a road fan because it's a different experience, and then going and experiencing it as a home fan is cool too because they offer two different opportunities at perspective. Not everybody does things the same way, you know? And I think what the Grove and the Junction have to offer are unique and fun. And State and Ole Miss have great experiences, especially when the teams are playing well. When the atmosphere, when the electricity is there, when there's some hope in the air, so to speak, for both these programs or whichever one you're at, that makes a difference in the environment. You can feel it. There are lazy Saturdays in Starkville and Oxford where neither team's playing well or you're, you don't have a good opponent in. And, and the energy and the electricity is different. But you get that big SEC matchup when both teams are playing well, absolutely. Absolutely, it's a great experience. Kentucky was really fun. Tennessee was, was cool. They weren't running well under Jeremy Pruitt, but that one was a good one. Haven't made it to Auburn yet. Georgia is crazy. Those fans are the worst. Georgia fans are awful people, but the town was really fun and the environment was cool. Need to get down to Gainesville, do a swamp game. But uh, let me know your thoughts. Ag Up Equipment text line, where's your favorite game to go to in the SEC footprint that's not your home team? 601-885-3776. Hour number two of the Out of Bounds Show. More on the way. With Gonzaga officially bounced from the NCAA tournament, the national championship is up for grabs, and so is the bag with my bookie. It's a better's market when the dogs are barking. The number one seed's loss to Arkansas proved that underdogs provide the best value. So take advantage and get some skin in the game with my bookie. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code OUTOFBOUNDS 
to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000, play with $1,500. Just use promo code out of bounds to claim your bonus. Mobile or on the go, college ball or NBA, no matter the league, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands so you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code OUTOFBOUNDS at checkout at MyBookie.ag. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Blake Scott filling in for Bo Bounds. Talking a little college football and college baseball today. A little NFL discussion. Tom Brady came back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after a two-month retirement. And now his head coach has retired. That's right. Bruce Arians stepping down as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you missed that content earlier it was a couple of days ago I guess that, that that dropped Wednesday afternoon maybe but um, Bruce Arians stepping down as head coach Todd Bowles former Jets head coach now he had been the Bucks defensive coordinator he will now step into the role of head coach for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady as they try to capture one more run at a Super Bowl with the legendary TB12 at the helm and Arian stepping down had some interesting comments. Talked about wanting to leave the Buccaneers and the coaching staff in the right position. Didn't want to leave his staff in a position where they'd be fired. He had planned to coach this season without Tom Brady and then step down. But Tom comes back. They've got a chance to be good. He knows Todd Bowles would have a chance to have a good team. And so Bruce Arian stepping down. He will move into the front office. For Tampa Bay. So now Bruce Arians is going to be a front office guy. We'll see how that works out for Tampa and Bruce. But officially stepping down. Stepping down from the coaching ranks is Bruce Arians. So an interesting turn of events in Tampa. We'll see what that means for the Bucks as they make a run with Tom Brady. One last chance perhaps for Tom at a Super Bowl. Could he get one more? Lost in the playoffs this past season. His record over the last decade is like Super Bowl, playoff loss, Super Bowl, playoff loss, Super Bowl, playoff loss. So if anybody could do it, Tom can. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I'll let you guys go down to Golden Moon Casino, Pearl River Resort. Go to the sports book and, and drop some money on Tom not winning it. I won't be doing that. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I've learned I've learned my lesson. 
I'm not betting against him. Just like Nick Saban, I'm not betting against Nick Saban. I'm not betting against Tom Brady either. So Bruce Arians stepping down in Tampa. That's the big NFL news as we look forward to the NFL draft here late April. It's April 1st. Can't believe it. April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's to all you fools out there. Hope nobody gets tricked too bad. Any of y'all t- Has anybody done any good April Fool's jokes? Has anybody, has anybody pulled off like an incredible April Fool's prank? I was thinking about that. In elementary school, a group of guys did a April Fool's prank, okay? It was weird. All right, so it, it wasn't my class. We were in fifth fifth grade? Yeah, fifth grade, okay? So in fifth grade at First Pres, they had us separated into like four homeroom classes, right? Well, one of the classes, there were like 13, 14 guys in there, okay? Fifth grade, all right? So we had we had uniforms. You had to wear the Parker shirt and the, the cardboard khaki shorts. And you had to have a belt and you had to have shoes, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Well, for April Fool's one day, all the boys in this homeroom class came to school and they showed up without belts. The whole group. I want you to understand, okay, this is A, this is where we were as kids that we thought an April Fool's prank was to show up without belts because we had uniform rules. But B, it tells you with the reaction where First Pres was at the time and like the ridiculous just over micromanaging <laughs> that goes on at the education level for almost any school, public or private at times. But these 13 boys come to school, no belts on, right? No belts on. Well, you'd have thought that they had burned the school down. The way these teachers reacted was absolutely hilarious. All the all the boys got in trouble. They all got sent to the principal's office. Everybody freaked out for not having a belt on. I mean, it's a terrible it's a terrible April Fool's prank. But I mean, what are you going to expect from a, a bunch of fifth grade boys, a bunch of eleven and twelve year olds, right? I mean, good grief, just terrible. So I'd love to hear from you guys on the Ag Up Equipment text line six zero one eight eight five three seven seven six. Have you pulled off or have you had someone pull off a terrible, great April Fool's prank? Have you have you had an had had an April Fool's prank that just absolutely blew your mind, that went awry? Some of the those are my favorite. The April Fool's pranks that blow up in someone's face. That's one of the those are some of the best. So today on April first, it's it's April Fool's Day. I'd love to hear from you. Any Good, bad, April Fool's pranks. You know, I, I feel like it's a rite of passage to give your kids the old April Fool's, right? When they're starting to, you know, when they're just getting to that age of like, they still pretty much implicitly trust you, but it's not cruel to mess with that trust because they kind of understand now what's going on, right? It's that perfect age of like, there are... You know, you kids start to learn things, not, you know, 
Not everything mom and dad says when it's not true is a lie, right? Like some of it. Sarcasm. We learn about sarcasm. Right? So that's that's one to me. Like I you know, I feel like as parents, you're supposed to pull an April Fool's prank on your kid. Right? When they're at that like ten, eleven, twelve age, right? When they're they're understanding what pranks are and things like that. Gotta pull the old April Fool's prank on them. But what do you do? Do you do the fake school? You know, so today's Friday. Everyone's in school and work, right? But when April Fool's is on a Saturday, do you wake them up at 6.30? Yelling, bells going off. Oh, you're late for class. You're late for class. You got to get up. You got to go. Right? Do something like that. You got to mess with them somehow. I feel like it's a rite of passage as a parent. We're getting some interesting texts. Ag Up Equipment text line 601-885-3776. 7 6 is the Ag Up Equipment text line. Some funny, funny April Fool's Day pranks coming in. I want to hear yours. Best, worst April Fool's Day pranks. Man, that's incredible. Uh, Sean, I was just reading this one. I got, you know, you got to check these because I don't know about you guys, but even on non April Fool's Day, just random Thursdays in August. You people on the text line try to get us. You try to send us stuff that we can't read on air, but I'm not falling for it. So Sean in Gaucher says, uh, during the COVID year, uh, schools were out. And on April Fool's, I told my kids that the districts had reversed course and schools were coming back the very next day and they all had to get ready. He says it was awesome. They both started arguing and then immediately melted their phones searching Google to try to prove that the school wasn't back. See, that's the other problem now. Technology has made it harder to fool people. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, I mean, I'm glad that we have more information at our fingertips. But in just the good-natured spirit of messing with folks, right? You used to could mess with somebody and, I mean, they had to go to like a library to look it up, right? If you If you sold it and they believed it, you could tell them anything. Now... Google at our fingertips. It's just, uh, it's too easy. Too easy to find out the truth, but that's not a bad thing all the time. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Coming up next, Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line talking Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball. Kyle Peterson going to talk a little SEC baseball with us. Here in the SEC Insider Hit. Out of Bounds, brought to you by Fleetway Market. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. Stop by the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt, get some homemade Southern favorites, a little craft beer, and cocktails in a can. 22 locations. Fuel up at Fleetway. With Gonzaga officially bounced from the NCAA tournament, the national championship is up for grabs, and so is the bag with my bookie. It's a better's market when the dogs are barking. The number one seed's loss to Arkansas proved that underdogs provide the best value. So take advantage and get some skin in the game with my bookie. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code out of bounds to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000, play with $1,500. Just use promo code out of bounds to claim your bonus. Mobile or on the go, college ball or NBA, no matter the league, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands so you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. 
with MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code OUTOFBOUNDS at checkout at MyBookie.ag. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The SEC Insider Hit brought to you by Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Dancing Rabbit, Pearl River Resort. Go play these or the Oaks. Play them both. Put down a bet at the Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. And enjoy a dinner at Mama and M's. You'll go home fat and happy. I can promise you that much. You, you will not go home hungry from Mama and M's. All at Pearl River Resort. Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi, just an hour away from where we sit right now. We go to the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. We welcome in ESPN college baseball analyst Kyle Peterson, KP underscore Omaha, on Twitter for those of you who partake in the nonsense. And uh, we welcome Kyle in on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. First hit of the college baseball season for KP. So I'll start with the the overall question, Kyle. Uh, you happy to be back in baseball season now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit more consistent weather pattern would be great, but I don't know why we would ever think that would change. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, you know, the, my first guy at Vanderbilt, Michigan, probably two weeks ago on a Tuesday. And I really hadn't, I just hadn't done the math in my head since I was walking up to the field. It was the first regular season baseball game that I had done, college baseball game that I had done in person since 19. And that was a really weird feeling um, because we didn't travel last year except for the SEC tournament in Omaha. And then obviously the year before, right when we were starting to go out in 20 was when everything got shut down. Um, So, yes, I mean, (laughs) for a multitude of reasons, excited to have have what appears to be and feels to be a pretty normal season, at least to this point. That is correct. I I guess I had not put that together that you had not been on a campus since 2019. Obviously, I knew y'all had done yeah. tournaments and and Omaha and everything, but man, not on campus for for almost three years or over three. That that is uh, I know for a junkie like you and myself that yeah. that is too long. <laughs> that is too long. So we're glad you're back. Now I know. Let's start with this one. I know you called Ole Miss Tennessee. Was it Saturday's game? Uh, you called remotely. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. All yeah. right. Now that. You know, I don't know how Tony Vitello stole the 1940 Yankees or whatever and put them in in Tennessee orange, but um, I want you to touch on Tennessee. I want to get your thoughts on Ole Miss too, but uh, tell me what you saw from this weekend in uh, in that matchup of what was top five opponents. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like in Tennessee you were looking at the best team in the country, and, and I think Virginia is probably the only has an argument to that right now based on the start that they've had. Because Virginia's been really offensive, and they've had a great start in the SEC, but uh, or excuse me, in the ACC. I haven't I haven't seen anybody as good as Tennessee. In fact, I was talking to a, a scout 
who had seen them, it was before the old Miss weekend, so it wasn't following that, that said, especially when they get Tidwell back, because, I mean, they may get two arms back that were thought to be weekend arms coming into the year, um, that it's as good a college baseball team as he's seen in the last 10 to 20 years. And I don't know where you find holes. I mean, you didn't know who was going to catch. I think Russell's been fine back there. He hasn't been great defensively, but he's going to hit. Um, the few defensive holes that they had, they filled. Lipscomb, I don't know what the number is, but had 70 college at-bats maybe coming into the season, and he's gone. Like guys that have made monumental jumps. And it's interesting when you talk to Tony, he's like, yeah, we, we thought he had it at him and we thought he had it in him, but the reality is they had guys in front of him, and they stayed. I mean, in so many cases right now, if, if that's the situation, kids don't stay. But they stayed, and now they've got kids that are, are stepping into roles, maybe don't have a lot of on-field experience as far as game, but have been around the program for three or four years, and they've, they haven't missed a beat, man. They look really good. Yeah, Tennessee looks, I mean, uh, forever, all intents and purposes, they look dominant um, through the yeah. first six weeks of the season. And it, it makes me think early on, kind of, I know Arkansas didn't maybe look quite as dominant last year as early, but the way Arkansas breezed through, it felt like, you know, conference and non-conference play. I mean, Tennessee looks like they're on the same type of war path. Um, they'll obviously hope that it ends in a little bit better ending than it did for Arkansas last year. Kyle Peterson, ESPN Baseball Insider on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show. All right, Kyle, I know it's hard to judge then Ole Miss because you say, well, ten- if Tennessee's the best team in the country, you know, losing to the best team in the country in and of itself is not a bad thing, but getting beat 26-7 to and not even being competitive in the first two games is. What did you see from Ole Miss this past weekend and really just – through six weeks of the season? I mean, I, I think for me it's actually fairly simple, and it's it's going to be how well does their weekend rotation throw, and that's it. Because I think they're going to hit enough. And, and I mean, listen, you're going to have weekends against Tennessee that, that against teams like Tennessee, Vandy, Florida, uh, and there's not as many big arms in the league as there was before, but there's still – I mean, Tennessee ran some out there. You're going to see some. Um, but you're going to have to win a 2-1 game. And – and in order to do that, obviously, you're really going to have to pitch it. And they, they pitched it better in game three than they did the first two. But I think my, my biggest thing when I look at them, there's going to be enough offense. Obviously, they got enough guys that have been around the league that know the league. Uh, I think they're going to defend fine. I, I just My question is pitching and really is, is rotational pitching and then to see how you can shorten the bullpen. So if, if they can figure that out, then I think Ole Miss is right in the middle of the mix at the end of the year. But um, – you know, if if they're chasing six, seven, eight run deficits on the weekend, that usually doesn't work out very well in the league. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And, you know, it's amazing. We've talked about this since this happened last year, um, and it took maybe time after the season to kind of look back and see it. But it still is remarkable that Mississippi State was able to do what they did out of the bullpen with that plethora of arms, given that their starting rotation never really solidified outside of of Bednar McLeod started strong fell apart um down the stretch never had a third guy and and Bednar was was up and down a little bit through the season then really came on at the end now I know every team is different and that team had a a loaded bullpen but Ole Miss's offense is it looks fantastic I know they didn't against Tennessee but they've put up incredible numbers for the most part this year is their staff pitching like do you see the pieces there that they can start to round into form and, and finish yeah. strong. Okay. So you do feel like it's there. 
Yeah, I think there's – I'd be shocked, and I, I haven't seen anything, but just with my eyes, and I know he had a rough one inning maybe against him, but I, I think I'd be shocked if Elliott's not in the weekend rotation here in the next few weeks. I, I don't know if they've announced this weekend, whether they'll do it this weekend. I didn't see a pitch last night, honestly, but um, he fits for me. Eye test tells me, yes, he fits. The swing and miss is there. He's young. I mean, that's that's what you get worried about. But, I mean, listen, Tennessee threw two, two true freshmen over the course of the weekend, and, and the stuff plays. I mean, I think it's the biggest thing you got to look at is when when you when you get into the weekend in this league, it's it's guys that have enough swing and miss um, that ultimately can really give you a chance, and and that is the one piece. And one piece can make a huge difference. I mean, you get one piece that can give you six or seven innings on a weekend. It totally changes the course of the weekend from an arm standpoint. So I, I'd be I'd be surprised, I guess, if um, if things continue the way that they are if we don't see Elliott in the weekend rotation at some point, and then I think it gives him, it gives him a chance. If guys are still struggling, he's the, the pedigree and the eye test fit for him. The walks are a little high, but whatever, he's a freshman, that's going to happen. But I do like his stuff a lot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right. Well, Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line, ESPN, College Baseball Insider, talking a little Ole Miss baseball. Let's jump to the other team in the state that we uh, we cover so heavily, Mississippi State baseball. Started rough would be the understatement of the century. They, You know, it's interesting for a club that had been so scrappy over the last eight years, it really felt like it felt this year, early in the season, they didn't know how to win the close games late. Now you get two walk-offs against Alabama. You almost steal the third game. Last night was a weird one. You're down 4 nothing, getting no hit through six, five innings, and your, your coach gets ejected. You find the momentum. You end up winning a midweek game that, you know, you, you're, you can't lose those at this point given what you gave up already in non-conference. What have you seen from this Mississippi State team through six weeks, Kyle? Um, I mean, you know, you lose – you lose Sims, and, and I think there's just a mental shock that goes with everybody just because, yes, he's your Friday guy, but he's also he's your guy. I mean, he's the one that people really rallied around last year. Obviously, there were others, but I think he was one of the main ones this year again, and that one stinks. And they can still rally around him, but it's different when they can't go on the field. So, But clearly, I mean, it, it wasn't like they had a great great few weeks before he went down. Um It's kind of, For me, it's the same thing as, as, uh, as Ole Miss. I had him at Georgia games one and three and game one against Cannon. Cannon was a big leader that night. I mean, I don't care who you were going to throw out there. He wasn't going to give up much. Um, and I thought that, that Preston Johnson looked fine. Honestly, I, th- I think he looked like a, a guy on the weekend that, that you would be very, and they are very comfortable throwing out there. And then game three, they looked a lot better and they got out of there with a win and it's not that big of a deal. And um, I, I don't, 
I understand the way that the season started, and I also understand the reality of just kind of fan base coming off of, hey, we should be better than this feelings. Um, I think they're going to be fine. It's, you know, you don't replace Sims, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, I don't, I didn't see if Casey Hunt came back last weekend, but he, he could be a big He threw he yesterday, could be a big first, first inning okay. last night. He threw one inning last night, so that's his first time back. And I think, I mean, you ease him in, that's especially the, 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 the things that they have seen in the past with him, they think that the upside is very significant. So if you can get an arm like that back into the weekend in some way, then I think it lightens a little bit of the load of, uh, of losing Landon. But offensively, I, I mean, I think you feel very comfortable with what that lineup is. I know maybe the numbers aren't there across the board, but I feel like the pieces are there. And, and at the end of the year, it probably feels like a fringe host team, which is – pretty good year when you're coming off a national championship and you lose the names that they did and Sims goes down. Um, and if, if they're fighting to potentially host at the end of the year, or be a high two seed. I think it's a pretty damn good year. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's hard to separate fandom from reality. Isn't it Kyle? Yeah. Uh, Kyle Peterson on the bucked up energy drinks guest line. This is the out of bounds show ESPN one Oh five, nine, the zone. All right. Before we go with the veteran, I want to ask you about a freshman Hunter Hines, left-handed hitter, He's out of Madison, Mississippi, right here in our backyard. Um, he has taken Startville by storm at the plate. What do you? What do you have you seen? What do you like about number forty-four, Hunter Hines, for Mississippi State? He just looks like a pure hitter. Um, he, um, I mean, I know obviously they rave about him, and to step into the situation he has with the names that surround him, and to hit right in the middle of that lineup, and. I think the biggest question you have for freshmen is power, and clearly he's crossed that off the list so far. So, um, yeah, I mean, he has he has all the makings of kind of the next great left-hand power hitter at, at Mississippi State, and Lord knows there's a, there's a pretty good history of those. Yeah, yeah, they've had one or two uh, come through Starville. All right, well, let's jump to the veteran side because this is a name that everybody had on their watch list, both the MLB prospects and then obviously Mississippi State fans. Logan Tanner, um, he's he – he came on at the end of the year last year on fire through the back, I don't know, five, six weeks of the season through postseason play. Started a little slow this year. Uh, from my unprofessional opinion, you know, maybe it was tough to get over the celebratory factors of winning a national championship and get locked in for the season. What do you make of Logan Tanner through this six-week stretch, and is he still kind of in that path of can be a top draft pick come June or July. Yeah. I mean, you know, he hasn't had an unbelievable offensive season, but it hasn't been bad. And I think catchers are kind of looked at differently anyway, um, because there's the the defensive component that maybe isn't quite as important as it was in the past, because not as many guys run and, and, you know, it's pitch presentation is still really important, but at the same time, uh, the strike zone is kind of more of the strike zone from what it used to be. But that being said, I, you know, he's, I'd be shocked if he's not one of the top four or five college catchers to come off the board and, is that a, you know, it's it, for me, it's, is that a first day pick? Is that a, you know, early second round, mid second round type guy? I, we'll see what the balance of the season looks like and what the other guys do, but he's going to hear his name called early. And I, I don't think that anything that he's done this year uh, would, would sour the thoughts on him. I don't know that he's done anything that's taken him through the roof mm-hmm. from a draft standpoint, but I also don't think he's done anything that has negated anything there in the past. I mean, you watch him catch and throw, he cries. He checks the box immediately. Um, the things that you would want to see from a hitter standpoint, it's there. Is he an elite collegiate hitter? No, but he's pretty darn good. 
And when you compare that with the type of catcher he is, he's somebody that you want in your organization, and he's somebody that I think we're going to see in the big league someday. There you go. Kyle Peterson on Logan Tanner on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line talking college baseball with ESPN College Baseball Analyst. Uh, Let me ask you this perspective because I know – you are a junkie. I'm a junkie for college baseball, so we could go down the rabbit hole, but unfortunately, this is not a podcast. I can't do that with. Um, so keeping kind of in the SEC footprint, we talked about Tennessee. Who else on, on the, in the SEC footprint are you looking at and you're going, they're contending not only to be maybe a host, but a national seed through six weeks of the season? Vandy is for sure. Arkansas is for sure. For me, I mean, I think there were questions rotationally for Arkansas when Paulette went down, and their rotations look pretty darn good. And obviously, they've had a very good start. That, that's uh, it'll be handful. Who goes there? Is Ole Miss go there this weekend? Ole Miss is at Kentucky uh, this weekend. Uh, states at Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, that, that's you get your hands full with that one. They're, you know, are they as complete as they were last year? No, I mean nobody can when you lose cops, but um, they're, they're they're good. So, I, I mean, the three that look like potential national seeds are Tennessee, Vandy, and Arkansas right now for me. Um, you know, those that if the second half of the season is really kind to them, they can get in the argument, probably Florida, potentially Ole Miss. Uh, I'm not looking at the stat sheet, so I may be missing somebody, but those would be the ones that come in. I, this weekend, Vandy, Tennessee this weekend is going to be unbelievable. Mm. And I had Vandy. um a little bit surprised. Kid, kid went complete game last night, a freshman. That I think we're going to see on the weekend. I was a little bit shocked they let him go that far because I thought we may see him on the weekend this weekend. Um, you know, Vandy doesn't necessarily have the, you know, they don't have rocker and lighter, they have, but they, they, they've got plenty on the weekend. Um, I like their position players. They're older, kind of like Tennessee's are. Got really chippy last year in Knoxville. Um, and so I, that one, that's going to be kind of appointment viewing for me this weekend to watch those two. I don't have them. I've got Texas, Oklahoma, but um, that'll be fun. So I think those, for me, those three, when you fit into national seeds and probably another, mm-hmm. you know, two to three that are in there for hosts. Okay. Well, there you go. I do agree with that. That chippiness last year of Tennessee Vanderbilt was incredible. Um, I could have, I could have watched that type of series all all season long. So hopefully we get the same thing in Nashville. Speaking of Texas, you, A, that's crazy that you're getting Texas, Oklahoma, and that'll be an SEC series in like two seasons, which will be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it, please inject into my veins any of the uh, good SEC baseball teams going to Texas or to Oklahoma, right? That'll be awesome. Um, but did you see where Texas Tech stole home against the Texas oh, yeah. closer to win. Oh yeah. Have have no, you ever it, seen anything it, like that? I mean, that's crazy. Well, the same kid hit a walk-off grand slam the next day. So, I mean, you, you think about that I and I I'm not like being facetious here. Like, I mean, you should send it spikes the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Back-to-back days, the same kid, uh, I think it's Kurt Wilson. I'm, I'm I hope I'm not screwing up his last name, but um steals home when Texas pitcher doesn't even look, he was out of stretch. So they go crazy there. And the very next day, it was either the ninth or the 10th. I don't remember which it was. It's a walk-off grand slam. I mean, you, you couldn't – one of – either or is something you don't forget about the whole year. I've never heard of a walk-off steal a home plate. No. Um, but then to follow it up with a walk-off grand slam the next night against Texas, 
um, yeah, that's that's a pretty decent start to the series. And then A and M beats Texas last night. Yeah. Um, what you know, Texas was the number one consensus team coming into the season. Mississippi State fans are very well aware of Texas. They played them forty times last year. Um, obviously, the three in Omaha and the one to start the year, kind of a bookend thing. But what you know, where is Texas? Because when you look at what Tennessee, like you said, in Virginia, and even some of the other SEC teams are doing. Man, Texas, I don't know. Are they are they kind of wobbling on the line of? Or do they have that winning grit inside them? Yeah, they do. I mean, they lost a big arm on the weekend. No different than Mississippi State. But Tanner Witt was, I mean, probably going to be a first rounder. Um, he blew out. I believe it was when they were in the uh, the tournament at Globe Life, so maybe second week of the year. And and they're they're trying to fill a gap on the weekend. Texas will be fine. The one that shocked me a little bit was losing a series at South Carolina. And you look at all the challenges South Carolina's had this year, and there have been plenty. I mean, they got beat by Presbyterian last night. Presbyterian gave up 36 on Sunday. Um, but South Carolina has serious wins over Vandy and Texas, which is loud. Um, it, there's been some weird weekends for South Carolina over the course of the year. But Texas losing that one, then losing to Texas Tech, I, I mean, to me, it, that's Texas Tech's good every year. Texas Tech is the most underappreciated college baseball team in the country. He just they, they keep showing up as a as a national seed, knocking on the door to Omaha. Um, but no, I, I think Texas at the end of the year is probably going to be a national seed, and it wouldn't shock me if um, if they're one of the last ones standing in Omaha. They have all the pieces. Losing an arm hurts them, but they got plenty. Well, there you go, Kyle Peterson, college baseball insider on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line, talking a little college baseball. Are you ready to drop your Omaha eight, or do you need you need maybe want a couple more weeks to kind of look at things, see how they play out? Uh, I, don't, I don't play that again. <laughs> All that does is get everybody mad at you, and they're mad at me enough already. So <laughs> that's right. I try to explain to people you you live the same life. You can say one sentence and have ten different fan bases mad at you. It works the same on yep. the rate. I've learned it's the same thing over here. We we say one thing, and we got both state and Ole Miss mad at us, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's the life we chose. That's right. That's right. Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Well, KP, we appreciate it. We're going to get you back as the uh, SEC season unfolds and uh, always exciting to talk a little college baseball with you, man. We'll uh, hopefully see you in Omaha with either the Dogs or the Rebs or maybe both. Maybe Southern Miss. You oh, know. oh. Uh, all right, man. I enjoyed it. I appreciate week. it, KP. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus studio. Love having Kyle Peterson on the show. Man, he kills it. KP absolutely kills it with the college baseball talk. You heard it. Look, Tennessee's the best team in the country, and it's not close. I mean, Virginia's close, but it's not close. You know what I mean? Virginia, good team. Tennessee is. I don't don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, that roster is loaded. So if you're Ole Miss, look, you, you, you take it. You take it. You got swept. It happens. State's been swept. Ole Miss has been swept before. It happens. Doesn't mean the season's over. It's tough. It's brutal. It hurts. I get that. But as we talked about with the first series of the year with Mississippi State, I'll say it every year in baseball. If you're going to lose a series, let it be the first one, not the last one. If you're going to lose a series, fine. Lose this one against Tennessee. Don't lose the last one in June right? That's what matters most. That's where the money's made. 
Ole Miss is going to be in the middle of the host conversation. They're going to be on the fringe of the national seed conversation. And if they turn things, look, if they keep getting back into the rhythm that they were in prior to the Tennessee game, they got every chance to be a national seed. So both teams still with a ton of things to play for in front of them. Should be an exciting college baseball season. If you missed anything today, we got the Out of Bounds podcast. It's easy. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Google Podcasts, go to Spotify. Anywhere that you find your podcasts, we try to be there. And of course, the Out of Bounds radio app. It's free to download, free to use. You got the live stream and the podcast right there at the touch of your fingers. The Out of Bounds radio app. You got to get it, man. You're living life wrong if you don't have it. For Bo Bounds, I'm Blake Scott. Thank you for riding alongside with us today. Hope you had as much fun as I did. Think, think the man himself will be back tomorrow, but we don't want to. We don't want to prognosticate anything too crazy. But we will be here live and local. We'll have Steve Palazzolo at eight thirty. That's right, Steve Palazzolo at eight thirty. Maybe another guest at nine thirty. We'll see. See how things go. For Bo Bounds, everyone else out there in Radio World. I am Blake Scott. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Little Ole Miss SEC baseball action this weekend. Rebs at Kentucky. Dogs at Arkansas. You're gonna to want to stay tuned. We'll have the uh, the prognostications tomorrow. Out of bounds. See you later.